like a little something something in in chai when they drink it. Sometimes they'll put a little something something in, in coffee, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Did you put a little something something in your chai? No, I don't have any something something in my house. <laughs> Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. All right, Kate, who you in Clubhouse? Uh, I know this is another <laughs> I know this is another Clubhouse find, which is great. Actually, that's one of the beautiful things about Clubhouse. What I like the more Clubhouse is like a freshman dorm room, the happier I am. And, and you're finding that quite a bit. Um, who do we who do we have coming on? So we have my my new friend from <laughs> your new best friend, <laughs> my new BFF, um, <laughs> um, Joel Lalji, and he is he's just such a genuinely nice guy. He's really really cool. Um, he's the head of sales at Hoxo Media, um, a global recruitment marketing company. And the reason why I found him was he actually creates. He's very creative. He creates content on, or he helps recruiters create content on LinkedIn in a more creative way. Well, I say more creative. I mean, really, he's just teaching them how to do it. But to me, when when we talk about this whole idea of creativity and business, when you think creativity, you probably don't think LinkedIn. Like that's probably not the first thing that pops not into Not the mind. first thing that pops into my mind. Maybe like no. the third. That's true. Um, Yes. No, he's like, he's super cool. Really interesting. We, we met in, we met on clubhouse. He was in some rooms. He does, he, he hosts a lot of rooms um, around the topic of LinkedIn. And so, um, so yeah, I thought it was, and we connected and chatted and he is so super creative the way just his mind works and the conversations that he has in his rooms and the conversations that I've been able to have with him. And I thought, Oh my gosh, we need to have him on the podcast to talk about this stuff, talk about content, LinkedIn, and uh, really help kind of reframe creativity around content creation, especially on LinkedIn. So it'll be a fun conversation. Right on. All right, Joel, we're letting you in. We, I decided it's okay. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Joel. Uh, <laughs> hey, I was like, Am I in the right link here? What is going on? <laughs> you well, she started, right she started shouting before you were connected. I did. Uh, to I, audio. I got all excited that I get to, <laughs> that we get to hang out for a little bit. Thank you. We're recording, by the way. We just like jump right into it when people I love come it. on. <laughs> That's good for me. That's good. I'm, a, I'm like more of a, uh, I guess, live streamer type guy. So yes. like the jumping in is great. Like I don't have to do any preparation, just... Let's go. That's it. Show up. That's it. Oh my god! Okay, I, I told it. you it was okay. It was just. It was just a couple of our guests that we talked to them for forty minutes, and they say, "Oh, are we going to record?" Like, <laughs> yeah, they get like very. Yeah, you're done. You're over. Um, Joel, thank you so much for taking some time. I'm so excited to chat with you. I feel like. I mean, I feel like we're friends because we are friends. That's I mean, that's we true. are friends. We are, that is true. We are friends. Um, but I, it's so fun. It's been so fun getting to know you. And it's Wait, been how fun. are you? How are you friends? So Joel and I originally met on Clubhouse, like all my <laughs> new friends. Um, and then 
I was like, he's so cool. Like he just is so you'll see, he just like is a cool, chill person. And so then, um, so Joel works with people. He works with recruiters to help them create great content for LinkedIn. Yeah. And so his LinkedIn is bomb. Like if you need help with your LinkedIn, just look at Joel and just copy what he does. Cause it's so awesome. Winston. Yeah. Just tag you in it. Oh man, that's interesting. And so then we and then we met, and then so then we had a chat, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah." He, I'm like, "You need to come on the podcast because you're just like Joel. You're just a super fun, cool, chill person, and um, very like minded." And I felt like you and Sean are going to be newfound friends as well. And um, so yeah, I'm excited for the conversation and everything. I mean, we. Sean and I've been doing a, a clubhouse room called why creativity matters in business and life. Yeah. And I'm like, Joel is like totally perfect for this kind of conversation. Don't you like how I'm getting this zoom call? Can you guys hear it? Uh, Don't, yeah, it's awesome. Cause you're popular. You have lots I, going on. Right now. Now we're, now we're like moving faster. Like, Oh God, we got to get him through. That's yeah, right. he's gotta, that's right. I'm, I'm super, phone calls. I'm so popular that I, I don't have time for any kind of like, conversations on the side like i just shut my phone off i shut my phone off no more clubhouse no more phone calls it's all it's all done no i i I love that and i think um that's right up my alley you know it's 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 creativity it's thinking outside of the box it's um i i think with with content but just i just think in life in general with with business it's so easy just to be boring and simple and play it safe and obviously, like we're in just a time, a day and an age where, you know, you've got to be careful with with the stuff that you say and you don't want to offend people. I get all of that. But there's also that kind of element of it where, you know, it's OK to like take a risk and just be bold and go for it. And, yeah, I think with like events and just boring, like leadership courses can just be boring. Like, there's so much stuff, which is just so boring. And, uh, and, and I don't really know, I don't really know like why people tolerate it so much, but I do really feel like we're kind of coming into that time where people are over it and we're seeing a shift in business with just more, more real talkers, more people who are just being authentic, mm-hmm. more people that are feeling like, okay, I can be myself. And if you don't like it, then that's okay. I'll go, I'll go work somewhere else. And, uh, yeah, so it's exciting. So that's that that type of topic is it gets me it it gets me excited to just think about like what the changes are in the future. Uh, but it's also cool to be a part of that as well. And LinkedIn is my creation hub, which when I tell people like I create content on LinkedIn, it's just so lame. <laughs> like like the the response is lame. Like I'm like, yeah, I, just, I put out content and they're like, oh, Instagram, you know, like TikTok, maybe Snapchat. I'm like, no, LinkedIn, baby. And they're like, what? <laughs> LinkedIn, baby. They're like, you sharing like articles? And I'm like, yeah, really good, really good spicy business articles. That's what Well, that's funny. Even when you say, even saying baby after LinkedIn, you're like, oh, no, no, no. LinkedIn, <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn. I always said that LinkedIn was like my grandmother's house where I yeah. feel like I should go visit and I should probably go more often than I do, but I don't really want to go. Um, but I like, I think that's, I think that that's changing. Yeah, I grandma's with, house is changing. Okay. Grandma's house is getting <laughs> dope. Right. You show up and she's got TikTok. She's doing dances. That's right. 
She's saying, check this out, millennials. Suck it. You know, it's 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 funny though, because that's actually kind of what is happening. Um, because just because I think like that's organic reach, and like wherever there's organic reach, it's gonna it's gonna draw people into it. Uh, the interesting thing I think with LinkedIn is there's still a barrier of entry. So like you still have to be able to tie in. Like like for example, you'd probably struggle to be like a travel like vlogger you know you you struggle with that on linkedin but if you're creative and you know biz and you kind of know business or you've worked in a corporate world there's a lot of room because you kind of know how you kind of still know the audience there so it's kind of for me it's a safe place in in terms of like i don't i don't think it's just going to be a place that thousands of people rush to um so but but it creates opportunity then for more edgy content and content that's going to stand out. But obviously a lot of the people who consume that content are B2B decision makers. And that's, that's, what's exciting. Yeah. Well, it's B2B cool because- decision makers that watch Rick and Morty, like that's really <laughs> important <laughs> to know. That is like, important to know. Well, cause we, for- it. we forget. And so then, like you said, I don't know why it ends up being, boring or why it ends up being i think just people feel like it's supposed to be that way yeah, you know they professional. read exactly. harvard business review and they decide they need to sound like college grad by the way that's a great rag that's a it's a very helpful magazine even though yeah. i would read mad probably before i would read hbr these days but they they read it and think it needs to be that way and so then everybody starts everybody starts using the word ask as a noun instead of a verb because they read it or they saw it somewhere and they yeah. mirror it as they go. Cause I've gotten into lots of arguments with executives or corp com uh, departments, things like that, where they'll say, no, 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 they need to sound like a CEO. And I'm thinking all of your employees, even the gen X ones, even the, the baby boomers. Um, yeah. They go home and watch, they go home and watch Rick and Morty. Like you have to remember yeah. That this is the way they like to be communicated to. They like this type of stuff. You can be edgy without being offensive. Uh, yeah. And I, that's, it's just, it's weird that we, it's just right up. I love your point. It's strange that people forget. And I think it's because some of that other content's harder, but it's strange that people forget. So. Well, we forget like people are people. Right. Like exactly. people are people are people. We we all like to be entertained and entertainment is different for every person. But do you, um, when you said, Joel, um, you know, people are tolerating it. I think people tolerate stuff because we don't see what what else is possible. Like so many exactly. people are are not even on LinkedIn enough to to find people like you to mm-hmm. use as an example that they're like, oh, wait a second, like maybe I can infuse some of my creativity in the content that I'm creating. And I think it just a lot of people are held back because man, all these listicles, right? Like this is how you have to be on LinkedIn. It's professional. And so how do you, like, what advice do you share with your clients who have that mentality of this is how it's professional and I can't talk about anything else or I can't make it fun. I I just think you just have to look at, like I, the first thing I actually do, because I, I speak to colleges sometime about this, because like students will be like, well, it's got to be professional. And the first question is, well, what is professional? And then they start listing it off. And usually it's, you know, usually you know what they're thinking. They're thinking suit and tie, like briefcase and speaking in monotone and like just process and 
accounting and making money and or like drinking coffee and doing cold calls like that's professional it sucks but the reality is still use briefcases yeah I, well, I, I think they well, that's probably what they that's kind of what i i don't know i just had like this image literally of like a banker right or like yeah. a lawyer and and but then but then like you you start getting into it and you go okay well look at the transitions we're going in right now business-wise like a lot more millennials are getting into decision-making roles where they're the ones making the decisions on who we hire, what vendors do we use, where's the money going to go? So they're, they're starting to become, you know, more decision makers. Um, then, then you take a look at like interactions within sales. Sales is such a great interaction to think about because when you're in a sales meeting, you don't just jump in and go, well, the proposal is this, or you don't just jump in. It's always, where are you from? Oh, Jacksonville. Cool. Yeah. My aunt's from there. Cool. My brother's from there. And you, you, you're trying to build rapport. You're trying to get a connection. And, and so that's how I think of content on LinkedIn. It's literally, it's like how people are going to interact and meet with you for the first time. So the goal of it is less to show your thought leadership or how professional you are more just to connect with people. And what happens is, is like, you're looking for, like when I think about engagement in general, and this would be on any platform clubhouse included, the idea is to create spaces for conversation and the biggest mistake that you can make on any platform is to not realize like what drives views and what drives likes and comments is dwell time. And dwell time is always about how many comments are you getting? I guess likes as well, but it's how long are people going to be sitting on your content? Because the longer they sit on your content, the algorithm on all the platforms goes, well, this content is keeping people on here and that's what I want. So it's going to distribute it. And so the better that you can get at just creating conversations, that's why I look at like Twitter is a great example of this. If you can ask a really good short question every day and start a multiple conversation, you're going to go viral on there. It's going to, it's going to do that. And it's the same with LinkedIn. Um, I think maybe with like Instagram, it's different, maybe with TikTok, but it's that TikTok's algorithms measured on if it's a 10 second video, can you get the average up to 12 seconds for watch time? And if you can get the average watch time longer than the video, that video will get keep getting pushed out because that's what they want. They want people to stay longer than they should. And so I try and apply that on that same tactic on LinkedIn. I'm thinking, how can I create conversations? How can I get people involved? Um, and and so I, I just tell people like a lot of the a lot of the clients, I'm like, shift your thinking away from like what you think professional is. Look at what's really going on in the business world. Look at the generational shifts we're seeing. Look at the shift with work from home. People are working from home. There's dogs in the background. There's babies cry crying. It, it's it's forced people into like real life, you know, and work. It's it's we're seeing that much more, and so that's where LinkedIn comes in. And look, I position myself like I can't position. It'd be I'd be a fool to position myself as a thought leader because I'm less than ten years into my corporate career. So I'm not a thought leader. I'm not like this guy that runs nine figure businesses, like three of them at the same time, it's not me, but I don't position myself that way. Mm -hmm. So I say position yourself with exactly who you are, because at the end of the day, that's what people are going to connect with in a sales meeting, in any interaction. So just put that up, put that online. And I think that's the biggest barrier for people is like, I think people are just afraid to be themselves. And on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. that's extenuated because you have, 
I could get fired or my colleagues could think I'm stupid or my boss might think I'm an idiot. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just tell people like, look, capitalize on the fear of others with LinkedIn while it's good. Uh, because I think you see a lot of like Gen Z who are popping up on there. They don't care. They'll put cool content out there. Uh, but the, the way, the way that it works is you're in front of people, they're seeing you. And for me, that's huge in recruiting in the businesses that I serve. That's huge because the more that you can be someone that people just know, even if they don't like your content or they think it's weird, they know you, then you're not making cold calls. You're making warm calls. And it's the best thing I hear is I've seen one of your LinkedIn videos or I've seen your content. And funnily enough, nobody ever says, remember that one piece you posted about like six months ago, it really stuck with me. No one ever says that because there's so much content out there that really the goal is like, can they remember your face and your name? And like, do you make them feel good? <laughs> like, yeah. It's really yeah. And what you do, like, wh- like the more that you're posting, you're like, I know very clearly what Joel does. So if I, if you ever need to make that connection or you find someone you're like, Oh, you need to meet Joel. Like even exactly. Joel, you're you, I mean, I'm not giving you business, but I'm totally like promoting you as a great content creator. I'm just like, just follow Joe, like all different industries, not recruiters. I'm just like, if you want to learn about like content on LinkedIn, just follow Joel. Like, yeah, that's it. Well, I appreciate that. And it, well, it's the same. I don't know. I I just feel like LinkedIn is a weird place in general and it's it, but it's a great place if you could capitalize on it. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to have stumbled across it and, you know, obviously there's like the big, like Shay Robottom is a great example of like a massive creator on there who just mm-hmm. saw, you know, she went all in on video. She went with it. And if you look at her strategy, it's pretty simple. Like it's, you know, edited videos, which, you know, the editing isn't like world-class and she wouldn't say it's world-class, but what is world-class is like her ability to be herself and, push the limits a little bit and test it. And she tests it a lot more than I do. Um, and she's, she's gotten more followers and more attention than I have as, have as well, but that's what wins. That's, and that's what wins in business. And I think for a lot of people, it's a fear too, of like rubbing people the wrong way. And I'm like, man, that's just, yeah. one of the things I've realized is pe- there's some people that just don't want to work. There's, there's a lot of people that just don't want to work with me. Cool. My goal is to find, that little pocket of people they're like joel's my people i want to work with him yes you know you need to find your people that's it exactly everything's everything's like uh like speed dating where you're doing it with each like like the thing that i love let's talk about dating kate we always talk about dating no (laughs) i think it's like it's like speed dating because you're just letting somebody know as quickly and honestly as possible what they're working with and that's, exactly. I, that's the, that's the best thing. Like when I applied for a job with a PowerPoint presentation about hot dog trees, uh, and it was just to make sure that they knew, like, listen, this is who you're working with. This is what you're going to get. Um, and they loved it, which was great, but that was great for me too. Cause then I knew, oh, you're the type of company that would hire somebody who put together a PowerPoint presentation on Wee's big adventure part two, um, yeah. and tied it <laughs> to other things. So like that's, that's fantastic. And that's why I love what you're doing on maybe a lot of people just get caught up in that. Oh no, I've got to make as many people as possible. 
happy or satiated or at least safe, you know, like the, the ones that will say, oh, that's a really interesting article that you wrote um, about, I don't know, about language or about nine boxes or about Six Sigma. But how much more interesting would it be if they, you know, they created something that was just pushing, pushing it just a little bit. And I'm, I'm sure, yeah, you just pull a huge following on there. I joked well, around with a guy. It's, yeah, it's go. just not being boring. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. It's, and I just think like, you know, and I work in a marketing firm now, like I'm working with, with, you know, clients and, you know, it's like the first thing that always comes out is like, well, we got to do the white paper and we got to do, and, and like, <laughs> you do have to do that. Like there's obviously like there's reasons for that. And like, I actually totally get the reasons for it, but it is just so boring. So it's just like, it just, that's why I just, that's why I love the content piece. Cause it's like that one area where it's like, it shows up for a little bit and then it's gone, you know, yeah. like obviously like your pillar content that's going to follow you around. Like you want to make sure it's quality and it's providing value. And it's something that people can show it clearly shows, you know what you're talking about right. with content. I think there's so much more room for just like humor within business. And we did, we did a LinkedIn clubhouse room yesterday um, that we run, we run it every day. It's like just different topics. And I chose a topic yesterday and it was like humor on LinkedIn and people loved it. And then I put a poll out on LinkedIn and it got like 2000 responses and it was 3% of people said no humor on LinkedIn. 97% said, of course, yes. And now yeah. people made some interesting like differences, like, they, you know, don't tell jokes on LinkedIn, but you can, you can have humor, you know, which I thought was interesting, but I was like, why wouldn't you tell jokes? Like, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. And maybe it's like, I think people think, cause one guy got up and he did make an interesting point. He's like, how can you be a subject matter expert? Or like, how do you, how do you, ha, ha, you know, put out something that's funny, let's say, or something that's humorous and still be a subject matter expert. I'm just like, dude, have you ever had a conversation with anyone that's like successful? Like they're hilarious. Absolutely. Usually. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're, I they're, don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. No, that's, that's so, that's so interesting. interesting that they want to. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a different audience because I, I like, I would even, even a white paper, a white paper needs to cover the fundamentals. But if you do a white paper and you sound like Kurt Vonnegut writing that white paper, like I'm going to love it a lot more. Exactly. Um, and I think there's even room for that in something like that, where they talk about pillar content, the brands that a lot of companies have tried to emulate have that. Or if you read the the style guide for MailChimp, it talks about that specifically in there uh, where they want to have that playful, playful content without being childish. And that's like, cool. they're, like that. they're after that. And I think that that's, that's spot on. I think the majority of people are looking for that and it creates this op awesome opportunity. I love that you're, like you'll just keep going places because people are so hungry for it. 97% humor. It was not, isn't that, isn't that wild? And you know, it's like, I did, I did another, the polls on LinkedIn are really cool as well. Like they actually get really good reach. If you can get a good topic, like I did one the other week that was, um, do you answer cold calls or do you answer uh, phone calls from numbers you don't recognize? And it was like 6,000 people responded and it was no like way. 99% oh, of people said no, 67% of people said, Yes, 33% of people said no, but then when you go and look at the no's, it's like account manager, SDR, AE. And I'm like, of course you of course you'll answer the phone <laughs> to an unknown number. You're in sales. Like I should have just put a caveat, like sales just doesn't count in this, in this. But uh <laughs> but it's it's stuff like that where I think like 
again, I don't know. There's room for that on LinkedIn and there's room to push it, but there's consequences for it too. Like I get hate mail from people and I get mean messages or I just get people who are like, you know, it'd be like some random, I don't want to say old guy, but typically they are just old guys and they're like, your hair, your, your beard sucks. Or like your hair sucks. Or like, you, I would never do business with someone with like hair like that. Well, and that's like, great. Cause then no. you don't want to do business with somebody that doesn't want to do business with somebody with hair I, like that. I don't know. I just want an auto response, which says like, thank you for the kind comment and boosting the algorithm. So this goes to see more people. I really appreciate it. But, that's uh, what, it, that's what I think is so interesting too, that people take the time to write those things. Like I've had certain people reach out to me on content that I've done that are like, this isn't professional or what you were wearing, or you really have to think about this. And I'm like, what, first of all, don't waste your time. Like, again, obviously like my content isn't for you. I'm not trying to get to you. So like, I don't know why people, I mean, I don't know if they think they're being helpful, but they say it in a mean way. So it's not like they're, it seems like they're trying to be helpful in any way, but it just goes to your point of people being kind of scared to be their true selves on all social platforms. Like even I think too, just like the fact that so many people teach us, right? Like I used to have a marketing company. So I just remember reading all the different articles of like, this is how you act on LinkedIn. This is how you act on Twitter. This is how you act. And like, it's ingrained in us. And so yeah. oftentimes we don't allow ourselves to play. And one of the things that I really love about what you talk about in your content, Joel, is just post stuff, see what happens, <laughs> play around with it. Like you give people permission to just like do a post and then do a one tomorrow. And yeah. then if that doesn't work, do a next one. And you have to play around with it. And I think we're so just it. In, a, in lots of not just LinkedIn content, but content in general, I think so often we become paralyzed because we're overthinking, yeah. over strategizing, and then we don't do anything. And you, and you got to look where the advice is coming from, like, because there's a trend right now in like personal branding. Okay. And I want to be careful here, like what I say with that. But I think sometimes like people aren't, they're not like that clear on why they got to a certain place on a certain platform but they're telling people how they got there. And the fundamental the problem with that is, is if you don't actually know the reason why you went viral, or you, you dig it and you just explaining a process, mm -hmm. then it's really hard to actually coach people in the right way because you need to, first of all, you got to understand everybody's audience is different. So that within itself should tell you that everybody's process is going to be different. Now there's obviously we're all human. So there's like core psychological things, which are similar, but different people are, react to different things. And, and so it's like, you kind of got to know like why something works before you can teach other people. But what happens is it's to your point, it's like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And so like, I'd meet with people and they're like, what time should I post? Yeah. <laughs> what time? I'm like, you're focusing on what, like, don't focus on what time you're posting. Like you need to put more emphasis on like, what are you actually posting? Like, you're now like looking at like, well, someone told me like, I should post this and I should tag this and well, I should do this. And, and it's like, by the time they've answered the 10 questions, you're like, have you actually thought about like, what is in the post, like the actual content? Cause that's what you should be focusing more. Yes. Everything else you just test, 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 learn, test, 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 learn, get better, test. And you know, I'm, I'm not, the funny thing is like, I went to school for finance, so I'm not 
like a marketing person by nature, but it, it kind of just makes sense to me that you would just test what works, figure it out. And, and, um, and so that's why, that's what I encourage people to do. But I still, even with that, I find like a big barrier is like, what should I post? And like, it's just, it is a hard, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing, but again, it's because I think we've ingrained it again in our like society where it's like certain people think they're creative, certain people don't. But if you look at like what separates the two, creative people just think they're creative and they run with it. Non-creative people, they just shut themselves out right away and go, well, I'm not. And then they don't create anything. And I think, yes, there's more creative people who are like just have a million ideas running around. But it's like when you look at even how many thoughts we have in a day, the average human has 10,000 thoughts and you're struggling with content ideas. I think you just have to, you got to trust your thoughts a little bit more and realize that like your thoughts are your content. And then obviously you can get into more like visual and like editing and that that's a different type of level, but at the basics of it, when it comes to most social media, it's like literally just share your thoughts and run with it. And that's how you're going to connect with people. Yeah. You know? You're, you're the answer. I, that's so interesting. I think that that bleeds into um, so many areas of our lives and has, maybe it's just a human condition where we're looking for the answer. Like, tell me what to do to be happy. Mm-hmm. Give me the 10 things I should do when I wake up, tell me what. And I love that you say there are people that find success and I'm even going to say find, because in a lot of cases, in a lot of cases, there's some earning that goes on, earning success, but there's an awful lot of finding success. Yeah, exactly. So that when they get there, they think, oh, I must have done something right. And in some cases, you have no idea what you did right. You have no idea what happened. It's We don't live in a, in a, merit, in a meritocracy where those that work the hardest or those that have the best ideas always float to the top. Exactly. Um, and so, so it's one of those things where you then crave the answers and maybe it's a human condition that when, when you do find success or people come to you for answers or ask you questions, you feel like you have to give them an answer. Hey, yeah, what do I do to make this maybe, successful? Right. Maybe you like, okay, well you could look at the basics. Like I'm consistent with posting and it's like, everyone's got the same consistent. Everyone's got the same as it's like, be consistent, be yourself, you know, like show up in a fun way. Be, be authentic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, that's it. But it's like TikTok's, a, to me, TikTok is a great example because it's like, you can just blow up on there. And like, when you look at it, that algorithm, because I've experimented on there, the algorithm is insane. And it's just, it's very out there. And I think this part of the algorithm is actually trained to like, make you go viral one or two times. So you think that you can go viral. And that's oh. a, ta- it's a tactic, man. Oh, it's a no tactic. way. Exactly. And then they do stuff like that. And then you're that like, is so smart. That's and LinkedIn did that's the same Las thing. Vegas style. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, and, and it's like, but then it's like, and so I read somewhere like, you know, even with like Charlie, she's like a great example. It's like, when you look at like how big she is, but you look at the content, you're like, ah, I don't know how this necessarily happened, but if it gets pushed to enough people and enough people are then behind it, then you're like conditioned like, Oh, it's got 2.2 million likes. I'll like it. Must be if it's good. got two likes, so I'm not going to like it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I've heard of that going on, but LinkedIn tried to do the same thing where they would like, people would get a notification and it'd be like, this is trending in the hashtag. And then, and then you go and look at it and it was like the lowest performing post, but that's how <laughs> they get you in. Like, Hey, you're doing well, keep doing it. And <laughs> keep making stuff for us. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. Exactly. Keep, don't leave. Don't go to TikTok. Stay on LinkedIn. <laughs> don't, don't, don't leave. Don't, <laughs> don't go leave to me. TikTok. Stay with grandma. And I, I wonder if like, maybe, you know, maybe that's the way I need to be thinking. I'm like, man, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. I've become their ideal product, you know, because that's what they say, right? Like if you're using it for free, like you're the product. It's you're like, the product. Yep. You know, so, but obviously I do believe like with, with LinkedIn or any of these any of the social media platforms, I think the biggest lesson I've learned in the last two years is like just the skill is engaging with people online and being able to take it offline. And if you can replicate that, man, that's some powerful networking. And it's like networking in real life is everything. Yeah. And the social channels, they just use it. You can just use those to get to that point. That's why I think Clubhouse is cool. Um I, I think people are kind of using it in weird ways where they're like, it's, you know, it's, it's already, I, I, you know, on LinkedIn, for example, like my best posts are always, this is how you post on LinkedIn. Anytime I post about LinkedIn, those posts do good. Cause everyone's on LinkedIn. Everyone relates to it. Now clubhouse, it's like how to be a good clubhouse moderator. And it's like, how to <laughs> get a club, good clubhouse room. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's like, and instead I'm like, guys, like if you want to be successful and start the conversations you want, yeah. to attract the people who want to talk about the things that you want to talk about and go down that road and just don't concentrate on like vanity metrics on there. But yeah, plus but you'll be happier. People love that. People love those vanity metrics. It's like, I keep seeing all these people with their, I don't know what this thing is with like balloon, like the balloons with the 50,000, like 50 K and they have the balloons with like the images of them, like holding the balloons with the 50 K. Have you seen these? On Clubhouse? No, no, you don't know oh. on no, but they do it on Instagram to promote oh, yeah. their 50k followers on Clubhouse. Oh, They're like, I got 50k followers on Clubhouse. Well, That's the like, worst thing that you need because then you're gonna get <laughs> one day you're gonna be in a room with 50,000 people and they're all gonna realize you don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> but you do know how to be a good clubhouse moderator so you know that <laughs> i don't even know if you know that like first oh, rule of clubhouse so nuts. you just you just gotta say all right guys if you want to get really good at clubhouse all you gotta do is every time you open your mouth you've got to be high value and like just whatever it is just high value and like like every now i'm in like these zoom calls with people and they start talking about value and i'm like i can't i can't hear that word anymore because I don't know what that means after a certain point. Like I get it. I do know what it means too. But after a while, I'm just like telling me to give value is not helping me right now. No, it's detent. You're desensitized because it's over. And we just did a room. I do a room on Tuesdays called had it. Well, and I can't believe it's even this because we is it how to be a great moderator. It's how to be a great moderator. Is it really? No, 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 no. Oh my god! No, I don't do those rooms. I don't do those rooms. If you did though, I you do. You are a good moderator, so it's totally cool if you do those rooms. Ah, thanks, Joel. If I were, I'll tell you this: if I were gonna do it, I would ask you to co-moderate with me. I'd be like, first rule: don't say value. Don't, well, so this is, this was what our room, our room is, um, had a network authentically and, okay, on cool. it, yeah, and, but what was funny was what we were talking about is all these buzzwords. And one of the words we were talking about is authentic, be authentic and be you and like all of these, but like value, create value. So we were talking about these words. And so I, uh, my, I co-moderate with this girl, Talisha, and I was like, Talisha, we're going to have to change the name of this room because we can't say authentic. Anymore. I hate that word so much. <laughs> I, I, I did that during, uh, 
During a keynote uh, at a marketing conference, it was how much I hated the word authentic. And I said, authentic is me on the shitter, right? Is that really what you want to see? Exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, what magazine are you reading, Sean? Like, that's authentic. Because most of the time, as soon as it's like, it's like reality TV, as soon as I'm broadcasting myself, it's, it's going to be a little bit less authentic. I think whenever it's, if you figured out, and I can tell this with, with, with you, Joel and, and Kate kind of, but like when you, I'm just kidding, Kate, 50%, when, when you, <laughs> when you figure out what it is that you like, you're doing it because you love it, like whatever yeah, exactly. it is, exactly. then that's where the authenticity comes out. But if, it, if you don't love it, love it. Meaning you would do it even if you weren't making money. You would do it even though you don't have 50,000 followers. I did it for 18 months and didn't make any money. And that was what, and I, that's, that's the only thing that kept me going. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's authentic. That's but authentic. I think too, like, you know, I, I okay. So when I, so when I was 18, I had a you know, mental breakdown. I ended up in a hospital and I had to have some really serious conversations as an 18 year old, like about bipolar disorder and like depression. And I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Now I don't think that I actually have bipolar disorder as I look at like my life, like to where it is right now, but that's what I was diagnosed with at the time. I would just kind of gone off the rails and was partying and all this other stuff. And I, I got to a, a bad point in my life, but at that point I was faced with like some real conversations, really real conversations. And it was in front of my whole family. And it was just a very real and raw emotional point in my life. Uh, but yeah. in a lot of ways, I'm, and that in that point in life, it sucked. But now I've, and since then, I've always appreciated the fact that that happened because um, I got to a, a rock bottom point in terms of like my whole family viewed me a certain way. Like it was very embarrassing. Let's put it that way. But what it, what it did is like, I think just even in conversations, like I'm able to get real with people instantly in real conversations off, off platform. So it's not, like if I have a zoom with people, I'm like to the point, like, let's connect. And like, yeah, I have a little laugh and that sort of stuff, but I'm myself. And like that, mm-hmm. that's how I am. And I think all of us are, are like that. But what I've just realized is like, you can literally be that same person then online as well. And that, that to me is like what the authenticity piece is. Yep. But I think where it gets messed up sometimes is like, I don't know. Like, I think like to Kate's point before, it's like, we put on these, we put on the LinkedIn hat or we put on the Instagram hat, or we put on like even a TikTok hat, you know? And, and so you can kind of even have people who are being like authentic on a platform, but it's not actually who they are. And then, and then that's actually, that's really sad when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, or you get people who are being vulnerable because they know that that's what's, what's going to get views as well. And, yeah. and so it's, it's, it's hard. And, and I think like, to me, the biggest test of it is, is like, and my wife will test me on this a lot. Like it's, it's like, is what I'm posting, like actually like where I'm at and who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big test for that is like, when people meet you offline, like, do, are they like, Hey, it's the same Joel in the content. Or are they like, who is this guy? And um, I think that's a good bar- barometer. You know, it's like the more that you can just be. And I think like long, long term, like past this, like, 10 years of like influencer stuff that we've created. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're going to kind of go backwards in some ways where people are just going to realize like, yeah, millions of followers doesn't mean that much. Like what matters most is like interaction offline and how good of yeah. a person are you and like how good of a connector are you? And uh, so, yeah, but I, I, I still think obviously like influencer stuff, like 
we've made it something more, but I think people are kind of cluing in now that like, it's just a bunch of nonsense really. When you think about it, I, yeah. at least that's my opinion with it. Well, um, I, I hope we're friends forever um, because the way you think about it, like I, I couldn't agree more. I, and not even in an old man grumpy way. I just think that people crave real connection. And the yeah. more you, the more you believe or the more somebody else, it goes both ways. The more, the more you believe an influencer is smarter than you or has the answers more than you or can tell you what you should do in order to live your life or find happiness, the worse off you are, the, the more unhappy you are. And then the more that you believe that you're doing that for other people and that somehow you did this on your own or you got this or whatever, the more unhappy you are. Like there's always this, like, let's sit down, let's break bread, let's hang out, let's yeah. get real with each other. Yeah. Um, instead of having a, instead of having the, I don't know, the, the elevated one person and, 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 um, and deflated other person, you know? So, and that, like, that's I actually the that. one thing that I don't particularly love about clubhouse, to be honest with you is like, there's clear levels and like, I think like it's really obvious too, because you can be in like a, you know, it's like, you've got the, um, you know, the, the bottom dwellers at the bottom who are just like, nobody <laughs> follows. And he's like in there with a sea of a thousand people. Yeah. And then the party hat's no longer boom. exciting. The party yeah, the bar, hat's the, like, let's haze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you've got like the followed by speakers who are like, they're like the noble man of the, of the clubhouse. Room. <laughs> and then it's like, you have the speakers who, don't you dare talk for the moderator. The moderator holds all the power. And it's like the moderator. And then even above that, you've got the lead moderator who has to remind <laughs> people they're in the top left-hand corner. And it's just like, I like, I, I love the fact that they're trying to keep great community. Like I really do. And I, I think it, it's, it's powerful, but it's so funny how like instantly, like even like the, the founder, he's always like, yeah, I don't, I never like really envisioned like 30 moderators on stage and like this and that. And it's like, I totally get what he imagined. Like he imagined like five like nerds in a room, like discussing like code and like laughing about it. And then maybe some people like listening to it. Like that's what he envisioned. <laughs> and instead it's like the influences came in. They were like, screw that, man. I'm going to get people into my funnel the whole time I'm on stage. And we're just going to talk about, and it's, that's kind of like what it can feel like. And then somebody's like, I'll be in rooms. Like, okay, you've been in rooms with me. Like if I'm moderator, like I'm trying to keep it chill. Super trying chill. to give people like room to speak. Okay. You want to go on a ramble for five minutes? I'm cool with it. Like I'm not losing sleep. <laughs> yes. We want to be sensitive for everyone's time, but if you want to do that, it's cool. But like, I've been in rooms where it's just like, it's awkward. And then it's like, no, don't speak. These are the rules. And it's like, there's people who do it really well. And then there's other people where it's, it's hard. And, and I don't know. And it's like, I think like clubhouse has that potential for more of that community. But yeah. I think like you really want that community, man, get rid of the follower like numbers and just get rid of the bios and like just have some conversations with random people, you know, like that would be the key, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The, like, it's crazy. Like, I think that's so funny that you just said the bios. Cause I feel like, just like all the other social media platforms, everyone has their tips now, right? Like you got to do this and you have to do this and here's how you get followers. And then you get the funnel and I've made $20,000 in a month because of this. And, and it turned, it's already turning into that. And so that's why I love popping into rooms like yours, Joel, because they're intimate and they're so, it's crazy how you're on an audio only app, but every room 
has energy. Yeah, exactly. The energy in every room is different and your rooms are always super chill. You know, you're there to really help. You're just sharing what you know. If you don't know something, it's cool. Like who else knows? And, get, you know, sometimes you go into these rooms and these moderators feel like they have to have the answers for everything instead of just being like, hey, anyone else on the stage have anything to share, even though it's not your turn and you are, you know, okay. you're like you're, you're you nailed it, though. And I someone's I was in a room with. uh it was actually a really cool room. It was uh, Neil Patel, you know, and he's just oh, yeah. like up at the yeah. top and the guy's a legend, you know, and he's like, basically was telling everyone it's how clubhouse is a waste of time, which was hilarious in itself. Did but he then, really? Uh, yeah. He was just like, yeah, I don't really believe if you're making like 10 figures, he's like, how are you spending five hours a day talking on, a, on an app? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, but he's like, but, and then the, the other monitor, was like, I can totally prove you wrong. Like watch the power of this. Everybody, a thousand people like share it on a story and whatever. It was, it was cool. But then one of the guys got up there and he was like super cool guy as well. And like a lot of these guys are super cool, but he was just like, yeah, he's like, you know how it is. Like the marketers just come in and ruin everything. And like, I actually don't believe that, <laughs> that it's the marketers. I think it's like, it's influence a culture that ruins everything. And it's, it's, it's vanity metrics that, that <laughs> like ruin everything. It's, it's like you said before, it's like the emphasis we put on like these numbers. It, yeah. it's, just, it's like, you wouldn't go around telling people, how much money you make or like your what's in your bank account. Like you would, I mean, I've done salary negotiations, like money is super sensitive, but people will flaunt followers and like their view counts everywhere. And it's, it's, it's like become a currency though, but it's, it's okay to, to share that. And, uh, but it's like, we all kind of say, yeah, it doesn't matter, but it kind of does matter. Like it definitely matters. Let's be real with that. Like it matters, but it just, like you said, Kate, it just, it can kind of ruin things and go to read my, my clubhouse bio though. It's probably the same thing. I don't even know what I have in there. I think I say, I say, uh, on a mission, I have a thousand meaningful connections. I'm like 46,000 followers on LinkedIn, but somebody actually told me I should put like how many views and all that sort of stuff at the top. And I did it for like a day and I was like, dude, this just sucks. Like, cause then it's like when people see it, they're going to be like, Oh, cool. He's one of these guys who cares about the views. Um, so I don't know, which is but, so not you. You're like so super casual and laid back. And I think, again, just just like any platform right? we're kind of talking about Clubhouse, but this is any platform like there's so, there's so much good in social media and these platforms when you're able to build me like to your point, Joel, build meaningful relationships, right? Like whether it's on Instagram or LinkedIn or like as much as many times as I've gotten people that have said actually, I mean, and this actually hasn't ha happened a lot, but, it, but the times that I have gotten somebody that's kind of critiquing some of the content that I've shared, it's, you know, way more people that have messaged me super randomly just saying, wow, that was really inspiring or yeah. thanks for that tip or thanks for that video. Or, you know, I really needed to hear that. Like as a content creator, that's like one of the best things to hear is I needed to hear that today, especially for a content creator that sometimes is feeling like, I don't want to post this. I don't look great. It's the lighting is off. It's not perfect. Like I could have said it better and all of those things. And then to post something and get that kind of a connection. So I do feel like you're able to curate an experience that serves you. And I think you've done such a great job of that, even on Clubhouse, because I see some of the rooms that you're in and that you're a part of, and you're part of a lot of those LinkedIn rooms. And um, I think you have some great co-mods that do it with you that really 
keep it super real, authentic and fun. Like I love that one LinkedIn room um, with Michael and McKenzie. Oh yeah. The LinkedIn club. They're so great. Like what a great, like just great people. And I know like we're, we become friends because of clubhouse. I feel like so many people that's come on the podcast have been friends from clubhouse. And I feel like I've had a couple of calls just this week from those people. And they're very like-minded. They would love this. This could, this conversation could be a clubhouse room right now. And we'd have a really fun time and connecting with all these people that, you know, feel the same way. And so that to me is really hopeful and excited about being able to use these platforms to cultivate the right kinds of relationships that really help inspire each other and help each other, especially because we're all going through, you know, a lot of different challenges, especially right now with everything happening in the world. That's exactly it. And I I think, uh, yeah, I mean, that is why I like, like the LinkedIn rooms, to be honest with you and LinkedIn as a platform in general, it's because it is more business to business. It's a little bit more chill. Like, the type of content is different. It is different. And like, you can stand out in there, but ultimately it is just, it is more of like a, a, a chill platform and people don't go off on each other. It's a very supportive platform. I, I, I'd say, um, but yeah, I, I, I love everything. I love everything you said. And I think, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's always about the community. It's about the people. I kind of, I just slipped into content creation. I use, I do use, I will tell you though, I do use the views in like sales meetings because it's helpful to be, you know, when someone's like, well, we post on LinkedIn all the time. And I'm like, okay, of course, cool. of course. Like, yeah. Let me yeah. show you the views here real quick. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know what you're doing? <laughs> yes. That's why I'm here trying to sell to you. But outside of that, <laughs> like I actually usually tell them like, again, it kind of goes back to like, for me, like the best skill right now is just, can you, do you know how to get through to the right people when you want to? And that, and usually it's actually interesting. It's like, if someone's a huge Instagram person, let's say, or, or maybe they got a, like, you don't find a lot of people who are big across like all channels. It's usually like one, maybe two. And the ones who are doing it across all channels are like, they're obviously like the top dogs, but for most like business people, for example, they might have a big following on Twitter, but on LinkedIn, they're a little, little low, maybe Instagram, they don't have anything. And so it's like being able just to track people down engage with their stuff online, get a little bit of rapport and then get that conversation offline. And I think in recruiting, that's what recruiting is all about. It's about connecting with people. And I really, I think like B2B, that's what it's all about. And, and so I think like, again, like that's where I see the value in clubhouse is like go in a little room, make a quick connection, make a friend and, and then, and then leave, you know, and, and I think that'll be the application going forward. And I see the need for that. I see like right now, like, community is massive for people like yeah really feeling connected is massive feeling heard is really big like i think that's my one of my biggest takeaways on clubhouse is like people wait like two hours to to say something for 30 seconds yes because they just want to be heard and part of me feels kind of sad that that's where we're at to be honest with you because that shows a real lack of like community in their life um but I see the purpose in that as well. So it's like a bittersweet, um, you know, but I think that speaks a lot to how our society is like, supposedly we're the most connected society ever. And we've got social media, everyone's, you know, LinkedIn, they talk about connections, but it's like, then clubhouse is like, it's this thing where people are like, oh, I love this. I just haven't experienced something like this. And I'm like, You've never been on a conference call before? Like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's conversation, man. It's what it's about. 
So. <laughs> well, we like to uh, we like to give our listeners a, a activity or a challenge that takes like five minutes or less. You're doing yeah. really creative stuff, and and we believe that any kind of creative act, anything. But in this case, I mean, we we're talking a lot about LinkedIn, social media, stuff yeah. like that. What would you What would you recommend, or what type of activity would you give to somebody for for five five minutes or less to to sort of I don't know itch that that uh, scratch that creative itch? Yeah, I, I would say hundred percent LinkedIn. Like, go through the newsfeed because most people don't even do that. But go through the newsfeed and look at the content that's on there, and just spend five minutes like reading with it and interacting with it. Just do that once. Mm-hmm. and then just go look and see if those people look at your profile, see if you get some connection requests and then just do, I would say do that once for five minutes and then do that for a week if you can. So five minutes yeah. a day um, and you'll start to make some connections, maybe reconnect with old people that you've worked with or you want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll, you might just, you get a little taste of, you know, how powerful a platform like LinkedIn, which is often overlooked can be. And so that, that would be it. And then you might have an idea for a piece of content out of that as well. Yeah. What happens. Interact with it. Part of the community. I love it. I love it. Yes. Love it. Joel, you are so great. Uh, Before you leave, I, I just want to share, I think you'll really love this quote. (laughs) It is so like pertinent to what we were talking about. And to your point of what content are you going to post? You're so concerned about these other things. So um, this is one of my favorite quotes from Matthew Kelly. And he says, our culture places a very high premium on self-expression, but is relatively disinterested in producing selves that are worth expressing. Mm. So good. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, that is awesome, man. We could go with the, uh, the Oscar Wilde quote as well. The uh, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Everyone else is taken. Yeah. Well, Joel, I'm, I'm so happy to know you and that we are friends and I am um, so grateful that you took some time to hang out with us on the podcast. So thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Kate, Sean, it's awesome. And I was confused at first because the Zoom call came up. Oh, the Zoom room was like, Sean. I'm like, who's Sean? What's going on? <laughs> awesome. Uh, I was like, this, like is- this is ruined. I thought it was just me and Kate. <laughs> no, yeah. I was like, no, I was just like, am I in the right Zoom? Like, oh man, did I like just jump into like this other Zoom call? But it's been, it's been great to chat, man. I, I, I love it. And uh, for anyone who's out there, just find me on, uh, you just do a Google search. There's only one Joel Algae and then just connect with me. So I'm always up for connection and conversation. Yes. So awesome to be with you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Joel. I will see, see you on LinkedIn, see you on Clubhouse and uh, see you in the hallway. See you in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was Joel. Don't do you don't see, don't I, don't I find, don't I have some good finds on Clubhouse? <laughs> you do have some good finds on Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, there's some. No, it's, he's, uh, yeah, we're just, we're really similar. It's really hard for me not to get all old Manny about, about social media and clubhouse <laughs> with, with Joel. Cause he's saying things. I'm like, that's right. Like, let's blow them up. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, anything, anything that keeps people from co- really connecting with people as human beings. I just, that's the, that's the thing that I'm becoming the, the old man, which is hilarious because if probably even now, if you were to offer you offer me money or fame, I would choose fame. And I know it. And that's probably why 
I'm aggravated by it so much because <laughs> it's, it's cooked into me somehow. Oh my so God. that if, you're an entertainer. I don't. Yeah. If you were to say, Oh, Sean, we'll legitimately just give you a steady income for the next 10 years or have your follower count jump up by 50% year over year. I might choose the follower count, even Would though you really, even though I know that it means nothing I, and not nothing. I know that it means nothing about success or happiness or like you end up just the same lonely, whatever, or happy, whatever, depending on who you are, you kind of end up in, you know, sitting in your own mess one way or another. And I know it. And still, I, like I, you know, you hop on Clubhouse, like, oh, this is a new platform. Maybe I can get a lot of followers. Maybe I can. Oh, I need to make sure I get this right. I need to make. I added emojis to my profile because you told me it would help me get more followers. Yes. More people would do it. That's crazy. I That's like asking you. me to wear finger polish because I did not say. I did not say that adding emojis was going to get you more followers. No, you said it would. You said it was the one small hack. <laughs> <laughs> I left it my own joke. If I ever say this you have to one do small this hack, hack will get you lots of followers. Please. Gosh, if I ever say anything like that, no. 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 But I did tell you to add emojis cuz they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you, <laughs> And it's like the clubhouse the right, language. No, 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 listen. If you you told me to do that and if you would have told me to add it because they're fun, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, oh, but you tricked me, and now they're I told there, you that's, that's and I like won't a, take them. Off. I told you that that's what it, it's. It's kind of like Clubhouse language because you can actually search emojis. I said so. You have to add more emojis so people know what you're about because there's no other. Your bio oh, is I, all I, that I, there is I to know. see of you. You know, it didn't take off, but did you know that GoDaddy was the first registrar? To let you uh, register domain names made out of emojis. <gasps> no. Did you know that you can do that? You didn't know you could do that. You huh? can't do that. You can't. I know the guy. I know the engineer that put it together. He's Who, uh, is he's there a really emojis? Yeah, is you there, can register domain emojis? names with emojis. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, can. how do you tell people? Like, you just say, "Oh, happyfaceemoji.com." Exactly. This is why. Emojis but then are you don't know which right? happy face emoji because there's so many. Right. Oh, that's. See, see. So did see. he, is he like the only one who has those? <laughs> no, no. I think other people did it. Like when it made news, I'm sure there's a lot of people that went on there. And Ooh, I wonder who, you know, you know dancing gypsy times two puppy.com. Yeah. Dancing gypsy twins. Poop emoji.com. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you you actually have gypsyaccident.com. You're like, I'm just going to cover my bases and uh, and get the emoji for that. Dancing gypsy solo, jam, dancing gypsies plural. Um, no, that was great. It was a great find. And, yeah, um, and I think awesome. really helpful. Uh, and if you found it helpful, you like that lead way? <laughs> if you found it helpful. If you liked this episode. Yeah, then follow. Uh, follow follow us, Sean. Subscribe. Everybody follow Sean because Sean needs more followers. <laughs> I know. Like, help, help me be sad and happy at the same help, time. Help Sean be like, sad and happy. He needs Shine a light on my character defects. 
Yeah, so that would be great. Because Sean needs... Because John wants to swipe up. He wants to get the swipe up feature on, on Instagram. That's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. And then, just, and then you know you'll ma- that you've made it. I, well, I know that I won't. It'll be, yeah. It's just a. It's It'll a be hole. pretty anticlimactic. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a pit. But yeah, if you if you did enjoy this episode, then please. Like, like, I was going to say like, like, subscribe, please subscribe and um, write a review. We would love to hear from you. And we're just so appreciative that you're here, that you're still listening after all the ridiculousness. (laughs) 